I speak to you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. I have to tell you that the last time that I stood in this pulpit to preach, Lowell spied my iPad up here at the ready and asked me just before the sermon if it received text messages. <laughs> and I wanted to say no, but I knew that it could. And lucky for me, it wasn't connected to the Wi-Fi, and I got his message that I was doing just fine after the service. Cultivating a sense of humor and being able to take or even make a prank every now and then, and learning how to juggle many things at once are just some of the things that I am grateful to St. Paul's for teaching me along my path of discernment and formation in ministry. So when Suzanne asked if I would be willing and able to celebrate on Thanksgiving Day, my first thought was, of course. What better way to express my gratitude for all St. Paul's has been for me than to celebrate the great Thanksgiving in this place at this time. So whether we're familiar with one another or not, I'm sure we could agree on many things for which we're grateful to St. Paul's and the Episcopal Church. Like Psalm 65, offering thanksgiving for the earth's bounty, we could count our many blessings, creating a beautiful, bountiful list. And many of us today will likely do this around our tables, going around sharing what we're thankful for, and I encourage you all to do so. Share with your friends and family your, your gratitude, your hopes. And perhaps we could also share our awareness of those less fortunate and what it, likes to look, what it looks like to take action on their behalf. Perhaps we could also consider our responsibility for the abundance we have and what we could do as good stewards of our bounty. I make these suggestions because the gospel never really tells us to sit around and linger in our comfort. And we could be tempted, of course, to count our blessings and marvel at how hashtag blessed we are. Have you heard of that? And all of us here this morning are definitely blessed. We don't have to work today. Most of us, anyway. Thank you, Jack. <laughs> We're safe. Preparations for our feasts are made. And if I could gaze into your hearts, I'm sure I would hear the sound of love coursing through your being, your love of God, your love of others, and hopefully love of yourself. And we're here offering thanks to God for the ultimate sacrifice. We are praying for those less fortunate. We're living the good life. And when we're feeling so grateful and so full, why do we get the story of 10 lepers today? Leprosy, a disease that eats away at the flesh, is a most unappetizing image. And could it be that we, in blessed comfort, if we're truly honest, have our own dis-ease eating away at us? If the greatest self-help guru came to the town center, imagine the crowd that would gather. And he might call to the crowd for 10 volunteers, choosing from the multitude those waving their arms most frantically, desperately shouting, pick me, pick me. And so he might call to those whom he chooses. Maybe a, a corporate woman always wanting the next bigger, better thing. A warehouse worker who just never has enough. 
a waitress who can't get ahead but hoards every little thing that she has, a struggling musician that can't get a break, a minister who knows he's struggling to practice what he preaches, a stay-at-home mom wrestling with the super mom syndrome, a doctor with a God complex, an entrepreneur who just lost his life savings, a teacher whose voice is never heard, an undocumented day laborer who sends most of his money to his family out of country. To this group, he tells them simply to go somewhere safe, to someone you trust, and to tell that person of their discomfort, their dis-ease. Go, go now, he says. So they run off stage, rushing on their way, and he smiles after them knowingly. And the one most used to being pushed aside and left behind, the one used to waiting for the chance to do a bit of work for a bit of cash, finally makes it to the doors at the back and pauses as he feels it. What has ailed him has left him. The burden he has been carrying has been lifted. Instead of dis-ease, instead of that weight, he feels a tingling of light, of joy, of love. And with tears in his eyes, he returns to the guru, falling at his feet, making a complete scene and everybody else incredibly uncomfortable, but he can't stop thanking this person. And everyone else is looking on, confused. Better already, the guru asks the laborer. And the, the guru showingly spans the crowd, is, is this the only person made well? Where's, where's everyone else? And he helps the laborer to his feet and looks into the questioning eyes with all wisdom and love. <coughs> faith, he says. Carry on and keep the faith. And he sends him on his way. All ten came to the guru believing that something could be done to make them well. But only one had the presence, the awareness to realize that the healing wasn't necessarily a result of an action he himself had to do. And how beautiful it is to me that seeking healing with an honest and humble and helpless heart puts us in a unique position to be the most fully restored to wholeness by the surpassing grace of God an indescribable gift. Even as we are counting our blessings and giving thanks to, for our blessedness, what eats away at our joy? What prevents us from living into the fullness of love of Christ? What blinds us to the truth of the reality that we are in community with one another no matter how different we think we are from everyone else? What is our dis-ease? For our current and present hardships are real. And I affirm and validate every one of your struggles because I know that each and every one of us has more than one that we're dealing with. And I hope that you can go to a safe place, a trusted person, and that may be a paid professional to help you figure out what your next steps are. But spiritually, from a place of faith, you bear God's favor. The very image of you from your DNA to the reflection that you see in the mirror bears God's blessing because God made a covenant. God promised to see the people to the promised land. God promised abundance upon abundance, plenty of everything, wealth and health and all things delicious. 
And there seems to be this condition, though, that our being, hashtag blessed, is conditional upon our giving thanks to God, not forgetting that all things come from God, and remembering to uphold God's commandments and ordinances and statutes, and putting God first above all else. And that's where I believe righteousness comes in. If you look at Psalm 112, it describes the blessings of the righteous, those who are gracious, merciful, and just, generous, steady of heart, unafraid of evil. They rise like light in the darkness. And yes, they too have a rich and wealthy house, are blessed and honored, but their homes might look more like one-bedroom apartments than a mansion complex. And just because people are struggling doesn't mean we aren't blessed. Just because we're going through hardships doesn't mean that we aren't righteous. Like the ten bridesmaids from last Sunday, where the only reason why we know that there are five who are wise and five who are foolish is because we're told. We know that all the lepers today are healed because we're told. If we were only going by what we saw, we'd only think that one was healed. But it was only one that was aware enough to notice that he had been healed then and there and turned back to the one who had shown him such mercy. The rest thought they had to go someplace and do something special. And we can go, seeking grace and finding it in unexpected places, but, but the most astonishing discovery of all is when we realize that it's right where we are. Because God made a new covenant one of unconditional love and mercy and grace through Jesus Christ. So right here where we are, we practice remembering that all gifts come from God. Right here where we are, we bring our dis-ease before God, allowing grace to fill our spirit with renewed seeds of faith and hope and especially love, that we might sow them bountifully wherever we go from here. And we do go from here to love and serve the Lord. But first we acknowledge our faith. We pray for all. We confess our sins. We make peace with one another. And of course, we give thanks to God. Amen.